Stairway to Starkland, a Warrior Cats reread podcast. I'm Paz. I'm Julian. And I'm Liz. And we are in a, an exciting, I guess, finale episode <laughs> today <laughs> because we're finishing Into the Wild. Went for a pretty good clip through it, and we're at the end. And um, I think we'll do more of like full on like post book uh what's the word like a recap like yeah. revisitation of the book as a whole yeah like like are like uh full impressions of the book like post book um later but i'm just going to say before i do the summaries that this was a good book and yeah i had a lot of fun I mean, it was my first Warriors book ever, and I think, (laughs) you know, I'm in it now. I'm invested. If this got me at, like, 12, 13, 14, I would have been, I would have been the Warriors veteran at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's never too late. No, it's not. You're right. I mean, it's it's still quarantine season, and no one's going to judge you for getting into Warrior Cats right now. You think I wouldn't go to like a super, you know, back in 2019, I wouldn't have gone to a super hip cafe and pulled out of my <laughs> my artisan bag, like a, a Warriors Cat, Warrior Cats book. Like, yes, I will have my, my oat milk latte and read my book <laughs> into the wild right in front. Oh, would you like to join me? Hello, I see your fellow fan. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. I would have sit in a cafe. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, truly. Well, no no cafes in the wild. Just death. That's the hottest thing I've ever heard. Uh, so let's get these chapter summaries. Okay, so uh, this week we read chapters 22 through 25, which is kind of like the end of the book, a lot of action and drama. So chapter 22 opens with Firepaw and Greypaw returning to Thunderclan territory after they saw Ravenpaw off. Firepaw goes back towards Thunderclan camp, hoping to pick up Yellowfang's scent before the storm ceases entirely. Her trail leads into Shadowclan territory, and Firepaw grows worried that maybe Yellowfang was a traitor. Greypaw smells kit blood in Shadowclan territory, and they find Yellowfang nearby. The two apprentices attack her and accuse her of killing the kits in Spottedleaf, but Yellowfang's genuine shock at the news convinces Firepaw she is innocent. Yellowfang explains that Clawface, a Shadowclan warrior, stole the kits, and she was trying to get them back. She explains that Broken Star has been stealing kids and forcing them into warrior training much too early. He also killed Shadowclan kids and then accused Yellowfang of killing them, which was why she was banished. Firepaw promises Yellowfang they'll all rescue the kids together, and the three hide as the Thunderclan patrol approaches. Chapter 23 opens with Yellowfang deciding to go and convince some old Shadowclan warriors to help and Firepaw deciding to try and convince the Thunderclan warriors to help rescue the kids, and also to not attack Yellowfang. They part ways, and Firepaw and Greypaw go out to meet the Thunderclan patrol, 
which is headed by Whitestorm rather than Tigerclaw, who was ordered to stay back at camp. Whitestorm is much more level-headed and open to hearing Firepaw out, and agrees to hear Yellowfang out as well, and they go back to their meeting place. Yellowfang soon returns with three other ShadowClan warriors who want to get rid of Broken Star. They report that ShadowClan is in shambles, with the old and sick starving and countless kits dying. Yellowfang laments that Ragged Star died in a warrior patrol ambush and that his son has become evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the cats come up with a plan to lure Broken Star out into the open by having the ShadowClan cats bring Yellowfang in as a fake captive. Then ShadowClan and ThunderClan cats will attack Broken Star and his guard once they are out. In Chapter 24, the cats make their way to the ShadowClan camp. Yellowfang and her friends go in and signal the ThunderClan cats to come in, and a fight erupts in the camp. During the fight, Firepaw th faces off against Clawface, the cat who killed Spotted Leaf, and nearly kills him in his rage before Whitestorm stops him. Then Firepaw sees Yellowfang fighting Broken Star, who reveals to Yellowfang that he killed his father, Ragged Star. Yellowfang is overcome by grief and stops fighting, and Firepaw jumps in to attack Broken Star before he can kill Yellowfang. Broken Star says Firepaw won't be able to kill him because he has nine lives, and retreats from the camp with the rest of his warriors. The ShadowClan warriors who remain that were not loyal to Broken Star promise to rebuild the clan and keep Broken Star away. The ThunderClan kits are rescued, and Whitestorm promises to leave ShadowClan in peace for one moon, and Yellowfang decides to return to the ThunderClan camp. In the last chapter, Chapter 25, the ThunderClan group returns to the camp, and Frostfur is overjoyed to see her kids back safely. Tigerclaw is angry that Yellowfang has returned to the camp, and Firepaw insists that she is no traitor. Graypaw suggests they look at the fur between Spiderleaf's claws, which turns out to be brown fur of Clawface and not Yellowfang's gray fur. Tigerclaw still accuses Yellowfang of taking the kids, but Firepaw fiercely defends her and Whitestorm backs him up. Bluestar then formally asks Yellowfang to become ThunderClan's medicine cat, which she accepts. Bluestar then asks where Ravenpaw is, and Firepaw says they found his body in ShadowClan territory where he had been killed by ShadowClan warriors. He promises to tell Bluestar everything later. Tigerclaw pretends to be upset by this news and gives some empty words about regretting the loss of Ravenpaw. Bluestar then declares that it is time for Firepaw and Graypaw to be given their warrior names, which is a ceremony that she conducts. Graypaw is named Graystripe and Firepaw is named Fireheart. Fireheart thinks about how grateful and happy he is to be in ThunderClan. Tigerclaw then hisses a threat to Fireheart to not tell Bluestar. Blue <laughs> oh my god, these names are trivial. <laughs> There's so many consonants. <laughs> <laughs> Fireheart tries to go and speak to Bluestar, but she insists that he follow the traditional silent vigil um, following his warrior ceremony. The book ends with Fireheart and Graystripe sitting together on their vigil. As Fireheart locks eyes with Tigerclaw across the camp, Fireheart thinks to himself, if he was destined to oppose Tigerclaw, then so be it. And that's the end of Into the Wild. <laughs> I I see you, it's on sight. <laughs> that really was Again. the... <laughs> ShadowClan has got to get better SEO on their names. Oh my god. The f I was like, Clawface... 
claw face? That's well, and Ragged Star was the good one. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just like punk, but like, come on, guys. Yeah, that means they have ha- they have like a whole bunch of like little babies that are just called like Claw Kit and <laughs> Broken Paw, <laughs> Busted Kit. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone please get an like an image consultant or something in for Shadow Clan. The, the medicine cat is named Running Nose. Like, come on, guys. Well, and the one before that, the competent one was named Yellowfang, which also doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> yes. Both of the medicine cats have names that say, I have allergies that I can't take care of, and I have dental problems that I can't take care of. <laughs> oh, gosh. Shadow Clan. It loops around somewhat to kind of be, like, cool again. Because if you see, like, a little baby kitten that's called, like, I don't know, claw, evil, something, something. <laughs> Scorched kit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's just a little punk baby now. Mm-hmm. Is Shadow Clan the hot topic of clans? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, out of all the clans, yes. And I guess they, they think their names are really cool, but... Um, that backfires on them when they, they're evil, because then it just, you know, <laughs> seems a little on the nose. They edged all the way into uh, an authoritarian dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, Shadowland was having a real bad time. Um. <laughs> yeah. God. It be like a little farming commune now. <laughs> yeah. All the elders. Yeah, I love that there was just, like, this reveal, this, like, totally, like, off-screen, like, father murder plot happened, like, mm-hmm. seemed very dramatic. We said it was Hamlet, and <laughs> turns out it was Hamlet. It was just was Hamlet happening is in Shadowclan. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I, it was also very funny that, um... There was a, a Shadow Clan cat named Ashfur because that's the name of like a major character oh, yeah. later. I was like, hello. Is that but, the same uh, one? No, because it's no. some fucking old ass bitch. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they, they seem to reuse names. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Which makes, I mean, sense. There's only so many combinations, yeah. I guess. Happens in real life. Maybe maybe Ashford is just like the like I don't know, Jake of Fork. <laughs> <laughs> the Susan Claw of Warrior Cats. <laughs> Ashford is just your John Doe. Yeah, if I search Ashford on the Warrior Cats wiki, I do get a disambiguation page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of characters who show up later, I think. I think one of the kids was Cinder Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was a cute little, like, cameo before she shows up for real in the next book. God, there was one bit when, before they actually even go into Shadow Clan, um, Grey Paw goes something about, like, my mother warned me about the stench of Shadow Clan many times. And I'm like, are y'all good? <laughs> No, they're like, they're so xenophobic and um to the point where anybody who's not them is smelly, apparently. 
I have some like, news for them. They're all stinky cats. <laughs> <laughs> They're just rolling around in the dirt and hunting wild animals and never having baths except for maybe River Clan. They all have ass ticks. They do. <laughs> they definitely all have ass ticks. <laughs> Please. They just and their medicine is mouse bile and spider webs. <laughs> I don't think they're walking around smelling like bath and body works or anything. <laughs> no. No. Rolling in garlic too, apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just, like, at this point, none of them can smell very well, because everything is so stinky around them at all times, that they're just, like, nose blind. That's kind of how I felt when I was on excavation, and, like, all we could do is take bucket showers. Oh, God. I was like, I'm sure I smell horrible right now, but we all are dirty. It's fine. Yeah. Cats can be so stinky too. Even even when they're house cats, there's a point where like it just becomes stinky, and you have to help them. <laughs> Although, I will say this for Grace Stripe: if all the cats had been like eating like roadkill and like getting mm-hmm. sick, they may in fact be stinky. That's yeah. true. It's not their fault, but no. I also can't believe that none of the other clans seem to have noticed that Shadow Clan has like been all slowly starving? Question mark. Right? They all maybe okay. Maybe at the gatherings, like Broken Star only brings his like best warriors who presumably mm. get to eat more. So maybe nobody noticed. I mean, that makes That's sense true. to me. Yeah. Um, they they did note also um, at the last one that like the warriors that he did bring were like pretty young looking and also kind of skinny which is because yeah, they're the also yeah. yeah they are young and skinny yeah they're babies <laughs> apparently fucking okay chalk up another war crime that's child soldiers oh, um God. oh yeah shadow clan has that one down <laughs> this cat's war criminal <laughs> Yeah, okay, Shadow Clan, yeah, not only do they have child soldiers, they are taking hostages, too. Yeah. To turn into child soldiers. Yeah, that's some pretty big war crimes, if you ask me. (laughs) How did did they conceptualize this as cats? (laughs) I mean, they seem pretty upset about the child soldier thing. Like, they're all like, oh, he's been training kids since young as three months old. Oh, yeah, no, they're... Like, the normal cats aren't happy about that. Oh, no, yeah. For sure. I mean, like, how did... Hey, Broken Star, how did you come up with this idea? <laughs> Where did you get it from? <laughs> what the fuck, my dude? Yeah, he's kind of... He's kind of twisted. He's a little twisted. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a sicko. <laughs> he's real fucked up. Broken Star and his Invader Zim t-shirt. No. <laughs> I'm a little different. Oh, no. Screen name XX Broken Star with a zero XX. <laughs> yeah, he's so comically evil. Like, <laughs> like way more than Tiger Claw. Like, Tiger Claw is, like, kind of cool and conniving. This guy's just fucking, like, not, not even, like... Like, he's... S- Skeletor, he's, he's just an evil. 
Like, he's not even sneaky about it. He's no. just like, no. what's up? I'm going to torture children. <laughs> Tiger Claw is like every, like the, the evil region every story. Yeah. Um, But Broken Star is just like the laughing maniacally on top of like a, a hill where um, he's on a throat of bones and he's like, yes, I will make a soup out of the children. God. <laughs> yeah, if you look at um the map in the book, Shadow Clan's territory is right next to Carrion Place. <laughs> Jesus. Which is like great. I think maybe Shadow Clan needs new Maybe it should just go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Have they thought about moving? Have you? Hey. Maybe they could all just be barn cats. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I'm like, do the cats ascribe to, like, the miasma theory of just, like, <laughs> just in general? Where are they at in their face of society? <laughs> they all know shit about germs. Because no. it seems like even if you don't understand germs, you might understand that those are those are bad vibes coming from the carrion place, and you should <laughs> right. <laughs> the vibes are really rancid. <laughs> what about their humors? They're gonna get all <laughs> too much um black bile or whatever. I think we're just looping back into Hamlet. We've done it again. I think, yeah, we've done. <laughs> Shit. Welcome to Staircast, where every <laughs> every episode we loop back around to discuss Shakespeare. Finally, uh, my degree comes in use. Ah, <laughs> uh, but poor, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what happened chronologically. There's all kind of a lot of action going on, but like, poor Yellow Fang. Yeah. She seems to have really liked Dragon Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very, very upset to hear um, he was murdered by his own son. But I also mean, like, poor Yellow Fang, like, even, like, Firefall gets a moment where he's like, oh, maybe she is evil. Like, yeah. Alone. <laughs> no one trusts her. And she, she's getting, like, jerked around so much. Mm-hmm. Like, she she was basically, like, welcomed before because c- of, like, a huge act of bravery specifically involving children, like, saving children. Uh-huh. And then she got cast out immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is happening again. And, like, that's good. But also, like, how is she, she must be thinking, like, well, is this one going to stick? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess maybe yeah. now she's like, if I'm the doctor, they probably won't kill me. <laughs> she was the doctor last <laughs> time too. No, she wasn't. She wasn't the doctor. Like, no, no, Spot- I, Spotted Leaf was still in there. her in her clan anyway. Like, what's because Broken clan. Star is a sicko? That's true. <laughs> Tiger Claw isn't a sicko, but he sh- he's real. He's a real nasty guy. <laughs> The sicko versus nasty guy uh, dichotomy. <laughs> oh, another one of Broken Star's crimes I'm finding here is um he also like forced out all the elders 
and made yeah. them hunt for themselves. What the fuck? Which is just like, well, fuck you. You took the one good thing about this <laughs> fucked up cat society. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was real. That was real fucked up. They have already such a hard time, like, conceptualizing sharing and, <laughs> yeah. and like, mutual aid. <laughs> so let's let's make it worse. I mean, no, I mean, like, they got that mutual aid. It's just in very clearly defined borders <laughs> is the issue. But Broken Star said, fuck that. Broken Star said, we're going full authoritarian, baby. Mm-hmm. It does sound like Shadow Clan has some. I mean, maybe Thunder Clan has it too, and we haven't just we just haven't seen it yet because Blue Star is a girl boss. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it seems like they have some fucked up ideas about leadership already. Because Yellow yeah. Thing is like, oh, no one could stand up to Broken Star because Ragged Star was his father, and his word is law. And it's like, well, great, you've you've reinvented monarchy. Yeah, oh, like, no. is Shadow Clan just doing like rules of succession, like? Cause I don't think it's that's not how it's supposed to work. Even though it feels like that, there's there's real there's a real nepotism problem in ThunderClan coming down the line. <laughs> I think we'll see, but um, but yeah, like ShadowClan just straight up has like their first son succession rule going on or whatever. And it's definitely not supposed to be like that. And like the whole um word is law thing that is like we see pretty early on that Blusar at least consulted like the other members mm-hmm. of the clan on like pretty important decisions like she's always like uh what do you guys think and i i would like your input on this right yeah yeah i think we do get to see more of river clan and one clan in the upcoming books definitely wind clan i think comes up in the near future i could be oh, wrong yeah um, no, they definitely do. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they got going on there <laughs> in their leadership structures. Also, I think Firepaw should have committed a murder. Yes. He's he's allowed. Yeah. That that was like in the heat of battle, it's justified. Right? Mm-hmm. These cats killing each other constantly. Just let, yeah. let them have it. He can have some like conflicts about it later, but you know, he should <laughs> I think he should do it for the drama. Oh, I do have a I do have a quick question. Uh, hey, how the fuck does Graypaw know what kit blood smells like? <laughs> that was that has never That's popped up before. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, like very specifically, like the blood of kits. Excuse me. It was so alarming when it popped up because it was like, oh, like did did one die? Is this just like a bloody scene? It, no, it's like just the sense of it, right? Like around. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when we do find the kits, one of them was, like, like a couple of them were, like, kind of scratched up, mm-hmm. but... Maybe, like, in the camp, the the kids get, like, I don't know, thorns in their paws or something, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you pull those out if you don't have thumbs? Your teeth. <laughs> That's not like it hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. I mean, it hurts when you have thumbs, too. <laughs> But this series does also not stray away from child death, so yeah, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's just little guys, though. Yeah, but they're, they're warriors out in the wild. Anything could happen. I see that now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like
like the this this series is like the opposite of video games where like the children are invincible and you can't kill them. It's like <laughs> <laughs> the children here are very killable. <laughs> yeah, I would say children die like a lot yeah. in a series that is meant for children. Uh huh. Amazing. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that all of these kids survived. Actually, but, yeah, uh, good for them. It is a pretty good survival rate in this book. I can't wait to see that just decimated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel I don't like just like from knowing general knowledge about what happens in the the first series. I think it it gets real bloody near the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it does. Um. <laughs> I guess it's not called peacetime cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of yeah. wild to be like rereading this as an adult and be like, these are like so graphic for kids novels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. kids like love that shit, but. Right. I don't know if I like, if I remember it being in this book, but there's definitely like in later books, like explicit descriptions of like cats getting their throats torn out oh, and like yeah. cats getting like disemboweled and like I feel like there's like, like a bear trap or something at one point. Oh god, the bear trap. Oh god, that was awful. Ooh. Yeah. And like kids do eat that shit up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but usually it's not like in the kids' media, it's usually like you like sneak in and like watch, like watch or something <laughs> that you're like not supposed to. This series is just like fuck it. Yeah, gloves off. Uh, speaking of kit death, um, Firepaw <laughs> completely forgot to mention that Ravenpaw was dead until like <laughs> they got back to the camp and like did a lot of other exposition. Oh my god! That like was he didn't so even funny. remember to act sad when they met the Thunder Clan patrol. He was just like, "Oh, this is fine." Oh and then god, when they get yeah. back to camp, it's like, "Oh, by the way, real sad. <laughs> He's dead." This is limited object permanence. He's just a little <laughs> guy. There was a lot going on, but yeah, he's a uh, he failed in his his great like uh, subterfuge plan there. Yeah. I think he did the best he could as fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yellowfang was just giving him a look like uh <laughs> excuse me Yellowfang has the only brain cells in this entire like really society of cats like <laughs> and then later on Firepaw after becoming Fireheart um, when Tigerclaw threatens him is like Bluestar has to know about Tigerclaw's treachery and it's like yeah she would have if you hadn't forgotten to tell her I know. You could have told her when the witness to the murder was still in the camp. But no. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah, and then he said something like, Tiger Claw isn't a problem to be solved in a day. And I'm like, I, it could be. Uh, yeah. It really could be. I don't know. I think the sooner you solve it, the better, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only going to take longer the more you let him get his claws in. Uh-huh. Yeah, though. But but it was also very like a uh, White Storm like is a cat who like comes out to help in the Shadow Clan battle. Specifically because Blue Star is like tire claws too um bloodthirsty, so he'll have to stay in camp and I'm like, Blue Star, why didn't you just make White Storm the deputy? Right? Oh, hello? 
Uh, he's like right there. He's doing great. He's right there. He's like very chill. Yeah, yeah he seems like a real nice, nice guy. But I guess if he he's... had been a deputy, he would have gotten fucking murdered instantly. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe I guess did it's ask good. He, he was just like, no. No, I don't want to die today. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's the secret. You got to turn down the permission or they make you do more work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just wants to go, like, take sun, sun baths. Like, he doesn't need that deputy business. Also, like, boggles my mind that nobody investigated the murder scene um, <laughs> uh, with Spotted Leaf before. <laughs> uh, like, if you can just look at, like, fur color and rule out suspects, I feel like you should do that right away, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they had just found out the kids were missing, so tensions I were kind guess. of high. They... They need to have more jobs aside from doctor, president, evil vice president, and soldier, and mom. Are you suggesting that the cats need to have cops? No. Oh, I take no, it all back. just, like, forensic scientists. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you think about it, they're all kind of cops already. No. They got that multi-purpose job title also going back to the to the ravenfall thing that lie was like also just terrible in general because everyone saw the three of them leave together so it's like fire like firefall like are you gonna make up a story like at some point you got separated and that's when ravenfall got killed like it's just the the holes in this story are enormous he like straight up doesn't even come up with a story he just goes ravenpaw is dead Oh, no, he does come up with the story. I'm sorry, I'm rereading it. It's just not very they good. Fa- they found his body in Shadow Clan. On the other hand, Tiger Kong can just say whatever shit he wants, and that's fine with everybody. That's true. Uh? I mean, if we think of Firepaw as, like, exemplar of the average cat intelligence <laughs> in his clan, <laughs> it might not be that hard. Oh, yeah. What a grim prospect. <laughs> well, you know, apparently nobody liked Ravenfall, so I guess they don't really care enough to think too deeply about it. It's so God. sad. Including, like, his siblings. Know, his siblings fucking siblings. suck. I hope he's having a great time getting this barley smooches. Yeah, hope- there's, him. like, a line. Oh, yeah, it's, like, after Tiger Claw pretends to be <laughs> sad about Ravenfall, Firepaw's, like, what would Tiger Claw say if he knew that Ravenpaw was safe far beyond the forest catching rats of barley? <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's what he deserves. It is what he deserves. Not dealing with any of your shit. <laughs> get, get out of the, the horrible war-torn militaristic cat society. <laughs> also, like, I guess Ravenpaw is also, like, only five hours away from also being a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what do, like, what do Sandpaw and Dustpaw think about this? Because they're older, oh, right? Yeah, that's true. Probably pissed. Maybe they became warriors off screen. <laughs> I don't know. No, lots happening. Maybe they did. They're just not part of like the main friend group. 
So yeah, they weren't patrolling or something together. Uh, here's some trivia though um, about Ravenpaul. Tariff says that if she could have made Ravenpaul a warrior, she would have named him Ravenwing. So Aww. that's his um, his warrior name that was never realized. That's very cute. That's a good name, I think. We we love and support Ravenpaul here. We do. <laughs> he's our little guy. He's our little guy, and he's a member of our community. So we have to support him. Absolutely. Yeah, but then, once again, that does raise the question, though. Um, how does, like, Blue Star come up with these names? Does she just have, like, a like a list she pulls from? Like... <laughs> I mean, she does, like, have a line to Star Clan. it seems like. Maybe they're yeah. doing the names. <laughs> Star Clan has that Warrior's Cat name generator up there. They're, click, they're <laughs> clicking away at it. I, you know, that if I was leader, I would absolutely hate having to give people their names. That's too much pressure for me. I mean, I think she picks pretty good ones. Like, Fireheart and a Grey Stripe are pretty solid. No, they're yeah. good. I'm just saying, if I was a cat and a leader of a warrior clan, mm. I would not be good at it. <laughs> I mean, not good in the way that they would like, but would there be, if it was me, would, would there be a lot of cats named like Oat Milk and <laughs> Jeremy? Yes. I'd be the one naming people Fuzzy Pelt. <laughs> <laughs> They should be all. I dub the Susan Claw. Yes. <laughs> it's extreme. Susan Claw is extra funny because um, someone pointed out in the later books that there are cats named like, like Bella Leaf. I think is one of them. There, there's cats that basically get names that are Susan Claw in canon. <laughs> so... No, 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 no. That, you don't understand. That cat's Italian. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I do appreciate um this series like promoting the idea of like name changing being simple and easy and um and like just swapping like how you refer to um someone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's nice. Like the cats have names that change throughout their lives, yeah. like, as their roles in the clan change. Like, even when they become elders, sometimes they get weird names. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the name changes are questionable, but... But, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's because it's part of this, like, cat society lore mythos, but I don't know. I think it's nice for children to to see that concept, at least, of, like, Changing names not being like a big deal. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, nice, the, nice to have. Yeah. The scene at the end is like very sweet because um they just changed their names and like both of the cats are like swelled up with pride and mm -hmm. everyone just immediately starts chanting both of the new names and it's mm -hmm. great. Like that's a it's a wonderful little yeah. scene to have there. Yeah. It's very it's very heartfelt and touching. Yeah. 
I legitimately really do like all of the, like, Warrior Cats little rituals that they have. Me too. Like, all the religious stuff is cool, but also just, like, the life of the clan and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the stuff that they do to mark people's passage from, like, kit to apprentice and apprentice to warrior is neat. Although the the fucking vow of silence thing would really fuck the police star over in this case, because she's not getting any vital information. Oh, no. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I don't have anything else for the rest of the or for the book. Yeah, a lot of it was mostly like action. Um, and Shadow Clan being cartoonishly evil, or I guess just <laughs> Broken Star being cartoonishly evil. Um, let me just look. Hey, did you know that if you? google ravenpaw one of the suggested additional words is ravenclaw sorry ravenpaw sad oh (laughs) oh no (laughs) makes me sad hey how come fire fireheart gets uh two moms and ravenpaw has none (laughs) yeah that's not fair ravenpaw who needs the most moms he does what the fuck can Ravenpaw get, like, any parents? Any parents at all? <laughs> oh, God. It's okay. Ravenpaw can go hang out with the cows. and um, They're his she... moms now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I do. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that fan art I saw where the, the artist very specifically made it so Ravenpaw and finally were in a trap neuter return program. <laughs> I just every time I think about it, it kills me. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing but respect for that artist and the, uh, taking a strong stance. God, I think we have to describe this art a little bit. It's just a, a no. It's very like... nice art. It's very very yeah. sweet. They're just like sleepy on a windowsill, and then the tag underneath is like, by the way. <laughs> I think it's because they have like the little ear corner yeah. taken out. Yeah. I would not even have made that connection if not for that helpful clarification in the text. <laughs> uh, well, I hope they're they're having a good time over there on that barn because shit's still going down in these woods. yeah i don't know that was a good arc in the first book yeah i don't have much else about these chapters oh um one last thing i guess uh just like a nice scene um when when a yellow fang and firepower like meeting up again um she says something like uh, you were looking the wrong way the first time I met you two. Oh yeah, Aww. that was very yeah. cute. <laughs> it was. That's our I son like... now. <laughs> yeah, I like their relationship a lot. Yeah, that is his mom now. Yeah, at some point, like he's he says like in the well, he didn't say with dialogue, but in the text is like, oh, he's so happy because like the yeah. the cat that he had grown to love is gonna join his clan. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. his mom. 
That is <laughs> Boogie Woogie Woogie. You're my mom now. There's <laughs> uh, two moms. I think Yellowfang is a better mom, though. I'm gonna pick sides. She's certainly a smarter mom. Yes. Okay. You, you need at least one mom who can like, do the taxes and know when assassination plots are happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's important for a household to have a uh, clearly like, delineated division of labor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and Blue Star's job is look cool and get visions. <laughs> Thank you so much. Which one are you? <laughs> Don't worry, the visions are tax deductible. They do work together. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, if it's a religious organization, it uh, can be a nonprofit. These <laughs> uh, cats don't need to discover taxes <laughs> wait wait. If, if a cat had a mortgage it would be a meowgage <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks I, th- I think with that I think we can move on <laughs> to hear from the authors themselves um, so I figured to, um, celebrate us finishing the first book, we could look at some interviews from the authors, um, about the series and, like, the conception of the series, because, I don't know, I think it's interesting, kind of, how it came to be. So I think we look at the one on the Warrior's Cat official website first, because it's kind of short. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a post from Vicky Holmes, um, who I think is the I don't know if she's one of the authors or the editor. I think she it. was one of the like original errands. She was, but I'm not sure if she was an author or like the overseeing editor. Um, so this is just like a post from her on the website, um, about the origins of like the where cats and its world building. Great, great first paragraph here that ends with this inspiring <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Writing really is all about harnessing the fish and persuading them to whisper their stories to you. Thank you, Vicky. I, I love that. Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, why are you writing about cats and not fish? <laughs> um. Yeah, so she goes in a bit about, like, the conceptions of the series. Um, She says, Many of you know that Warriors began with a request from a publisher for a book about cats. They didn't mind what form the story took, just that it would appeal to a ready-made nation of cat lovers. The earliest world-building tried to establish the elements that are needed for any good story. Characters from different backgrounds, a strong sense of location, lots of potential for conflict and resolution. I think that's so funny that (laughs) the publisher was just like, write some shit about cats. People love that. Were they wrong? Were they wrong? No, they were right. (laughs) They were right. 
I don't know. I don't know if the Aaron Hunters needed to go so hard though, but they did. And thank you for that. Oh, this is interesting. Do you want to read the next paragraph or? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um, it was decided quite quickly that we would focus on a tame kitten joining a band of feral cats who lived in a forest. These cats would be divided into clans that sometimes fought and sometimes united against a common enemy. We have yet to see that, but uh, <laughs> there would be a town or at least a clutch of modern houses next to a broad expanse of woodland um, and more and some spiky stone hills in the distance where the cats could visit an old mine for quasi-religious purposes. A rough cast list was drawn up and we came up with the idea for composite names that would change according to the stage of life that the cat was in. Kit, paw, etc. At first, the four clans were called River Clan, Wind Clan, Shadow Clan, and Star Clan. This would be the hero, the clan that our hero, the Tame Kitten, joined. He would be treated as an outsider until he did some heroic things, and then, at the first book, indeed the only book, he would be made the leader of Star Clan. Yeah, Whoops. That, <laughs> that's another interesting <laughs> piece of trivia, is that um, they initially planned for it to be one book, like a single book. They were not... Um, expecting a series really and i don't think they were expecting it to go beyond the first series once it became a series <laughs> so that's quite funny look at where they are now i know the love cats <laughs> the publisher was right there's a ready-made nation of cat lovers <laughs> uh, yeah I, I didn't know that trivia about um Star Clan initially just being a regular clan. Yeah. Yeah. She goes in a little later to talk about it was uh, they chose Thunder Clan because it's the territory is bounded on two sides by the Thunder Paths, which mm -hmm. is fun. Um, Liz, do you want to read some of the next stuff? Yeah, I'll read the next part. It was at this point that the development of Warriors became my responsibility. The stories were proving hard to nail down, and I and as I was a very new and inexperienced commissioning editor, it was a chance to test my creativity on a project that didn't have an established audience. I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself <laughs> in for, dot, dot, dot. Given that nearly 20 years have passed, it's a bit difficult to remember exactly what order things happened in. But I know that I soon realized that Star Clan would be a much better name for the ancestors that my living cats worshipped in the night skies. Thus meant I needed a new name for the fourth clan. River Clan lived near a river, Wind Clan lived on the Windy Moor, Shadow Clan lived in the Pine Forest, so it seemed logical that Thunder Clan, whose territory was bounded on two sides by roads, should be named after Thunderpaths. Which meant that at this point, I didn't foresee an origin story in which each clan was named after its founding cat, which I think is what they've retroactively done now. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's, like, huh. ancient, like, cat history, quote-unquote ancient, because of cats, <laughs> cat history, where, like, the, the, it was, like, thunder star or whatever. Oh, the last paragraph is great. Um, I had a very rough map drawn on a scrap of paper, names for my clans, and a starting place for the story. Rusty the kitten feeling bored with his life and wondering if tales of wild cats in the forest were true. It was time to harness some bigger fish and follow Rusty's <laughs> adventures into the woods. Aww. Aww. I love the continuing fish metaphor. It's very good. <laughs> it's very good. Also, just going back to the previous paragraph about names, Shadow Clan lived 
in the pine. Why is it not pine clan? Or, <laughs> or even forest clan? I don't know. I guess those weren't cool enough. I guess also they, said, they, they probably just said we need an evil clan. <laughs> that's like that's absolutely true. But in, in the universe as a cat, why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> they're they're just goth and punk. What can you do? You're right. Gotta respect that. So the, yeah, that was a very recent article. I think this was posted like a week or two ago. Um, but I have another uh interview from the old warrior cats um forums, which were obliterated in 2016 i think no. <laughs> um, tragedy this is an interview with um the errands um from 2010 so this is god this is 11 god 11 years old now oh, yeah, um, to start middle school uh, um, this is older than my little brother oh uh, my god jesus so um, this but is oh what? Oh, no, just want to say it's on archive.org. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, you have to access anything from the old Warriors forums through Wayback Machine, which is very frustrating. Um, but I'm glad some of it is archived. Yeah, so there's some interesting Q&A stuff in here. Um, <laughs> this first question. <laughs> Shaman's coming in with some... <laughs> <laughs> Some weird uh, gender ideas. Damn, right from the start, too. So the first question is from Shade Mint. And they say, The rule for medicine cats not to not take on a mate, does that go for male medicine cats, too? They wouldn't exactly be stuck in the nursery nursing their kits. They could still work. But are they still required not to take on a mate? So what do you want to read? Uh, oh yeah <laughs> hi shademan a male medicine cat could still work but just because he can't give birth to cats wouldn't make him any less distracted he would still be focused on the raising of his own kits and by his mate's needs plus a medicine cat must treat all the cats in his clan fairly could you imagine how difficult it would be for a medicine cat to treat his own sons and daughters after a battle and maybe have to make them wait for treatment after other more seriously injured warriors <laughs> nice save by the air <laughs> The errands were like, we support um, equal uh, shared labor from the parents, so. It's <laughs> a very graceful answer. Hopefully teaching this, I'm assuming, 12-year-old boy that you should, <laughs> if you have father, you should also parent your child. Yeah, Shaman was like, uh, why don't they just be absent fathers? What's wrong with that? I also like this answer for other reasons, knowing some future stuff, but, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a little foreshadowing for our readers in the know. Just a fun hint for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read the next question? Yeah. Uh, two. Hi, Erin. I've been wondering, how did the three of you meet? I think about it a lot. Please reply. Thanks. From Lily Breeze. And they reply, Hello Lily Breeze, this is Vicky here, so I'll answer from my viewpoint. Before I started on Warriors, I worked as an editor of children's books. 
Kate and Sheriff were established children's authors who were interested in working with me on a project. Kate started first on Warriors. For book three, I realized that we needed another writer on the team in order to deliver the books fast enough, so I invited Sheriff to join because I knew she loved cats, and even more importantly, would be able to write in a way that sounded like a combination of Kate and my style. Meanwhile, Tui Sutherland, the fourth Aaron who wrote Secret of the Clans in some of the Seekers books, was the editor at HarperCollins Children's Books who worked on the finished Warriors manuscripts. After the early seasons, Tui left to write her own books, and I quickly asked if her if she could join the Aaron team as well. So the short answer is, I knew each of the other Aarons through work, and now consider them to be my friends. The other Aarons have never met. Partly because what? they live so far away from each other. <laughs> They're in the UK. They probably live like an hour and a half away from each other. <laughs> oh, that's so far. <laughs> Impossible distance. Um, Y'all have trains. But we all correspond by email and answer. <laughs> Amazing. This is, so, this is so interesting to me. And I, I don't know if this is like common in publishing to, to do this shit, but like... What a wild way to to start your book. Okay. I have some some thoughts. One, you know, there's three of us. We, we could totally <laughs> listen. We love cats. Even the Aaron's can use a competition. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start a competing series of um collaborative uh cat books, um in which the cats of crab clan um <laughs> learn about socialism <laughs> <laughs> and our our pseudonym will be um taryn punter <laughs> wait taryn gather holy shit i'm sorry this is completely unrelated to the um the wiki or the sorry the interview um i went onto the words wiki because i remember there being seven uh Aaron hunters and the other three joined after um this mm -hmm. interview uh jillian phillip is a former member of aaron hunter team um as of june 2020 she is no longer with the aaron oh hunter team due to her conduct and demeanor and actions on her public twitter account <gasps> the nature of her comments resulted in her being stripped of her work oh my god what? jesus what was did she, she like, do was she like off being like a turf on twitter like oh no i just assume any british person's doing that <laughs> Yeah, you know that's. I mean, it's twenty. It's June, so I wonder if it was Ooh, like some. That's fascinating. Matter bullshit. But you know, like, I love to see that she was just fucking kicked off entirely. Yeah, it's yeah, good she... to have some, you know, immediate action. Uh, she was a turf. I found. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I assume like any like British lady who gets in trouble for something is just being a turf <laughs> online, but. Wow, that's like that's really nice to hear. Actually, that yeah, they punted yeah. her to the curb. Immediate fuck off. Good. Yeah, unlike um some other <laughs> British turf authors <laughs> who still have a platform. Oh, I I can't possibly know who you're talking about. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it could be. Mm. Um. Also, I do want to draw attention to like a cute little part in this answer, um, where uh, yeah, Vicky's saying like I worked as an editor of children's books, and then it says parentheses. I still do, in fact, in between being one of the errands. 
It always sounds like they're a band. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I I just I, that's a fascinating way to write a book to me. But I think it's worked for them. So yeah. Oh, they talk a little bit more about the process in the next um, answer. Yeah, I can read out that question. Mm-hmm. Hi, Erin. I can't believe that I'm actually talking to the person who created all those awesome books that I buy and read every night. Three mm-hmm. exclamation marks. <laughs> oh. All caps. Parentheses. When I can, that is. How long does it normally take to write a book? Asks Spotted Fang. That's adorable. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> I can uh, read the answer. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Spotted Fang. There are certainly plenty of books to read, aren't there? If you read them slowly, take note, those of you who are very proud about being able to read a whole book in one day. (laughs) (laughs) It takes about two months to write the storyline for a new book, which includes details of what happens in every scene, plus some suggestions for dialogue and character development. This is Vicky's job. The final storyline usually takes up half the length of the entire book. Then the storyline goes to Kate, Cherith, or Tui, who have about three months to write the first draft. Then the manuscript comes back to Vicky, who spends about a week or so carefully going through it, checking that it all sounds like Erin and that the story works as she imagined. Sometimes she asks whoever wrote it to do a bit more work on it, but if all the words seem to be in the right place, she sends it to the editor at HarperCollins, Erica for Warriors, or Sarah for Seekers. They go through the manuscript and ask for changes or additions to be made to make the book as perfect as it can be. Sometimes Vicky does these changes, and sometimes she asks Kate, Cherith, or Twee, whoever wrote the first draft, to produce a second draft. Then it goes back to the publisher, ready to be turned into a book. So the entire process takes about six months in total, although we are always working on two or three books at once so that we can produce more than two books a year. That Jesus, they turn them out. Wow. Crazy. That's <laughs> That is a lot of books. That is such a tight writing deadline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if Vicky is doing the storyline, yeah. and then she does a storyline, and then... the one of the authors has three months, she can be doing another storyline yeah, during true. those three months. But, God. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess it works because you already have, like, established world building. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it feels like a good, like, process. Like, if you have someone to map out, you know, the, the basic planning and everything, and you already have that set of rules from your universe, and you mm-hmm. can just pass it on between people who are also very familiar with it like sounds like they have a good clip going yeah i mean it seems to have worked so um (laughs) good on them i guess yeah i wouldn't want to do this twice a year but this sounds like (laughs) something fun to like try (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah just um what do you call that a thing where like this isn't the same thing, but it's like a, a group of people, they write like one section of a story and then like they pass it on to the next person. Exquisite corpse. Oh. Yeah. Like kind of like that, but a little more yeah. organized. I don't know. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've liked like when I've done just like collaborative like fic or whatever mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, It's been fun. It's a nice challenge to kind of fit into someone else's style. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, cute that they refer to um, it as the Aaron style. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll be curious to see if I can like notice when a book switches a writer. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we learned earlier in this interview the first three books were all one author. So yeah. Uh, do you want to read the next question, Liz? Uh, question four. Hey, Erin's. Do you have any guidelines or rules when naming warrior cats? When I first started reading the series, I heard something about how you were breaking your own rules for creating warrior names. <laughs> Are there any, or is that just a fan-based thing, from the Hawkclaw 20? Hawkclaw has clearly fa- fallen afoul of uh, the <laughs> Susan Claws of the world. <laughs> uh, I can read this. Hi, Hawklaw. Well, firstly, we can only create names from words that cats know about, so you're unlikely to find a leader of the name Ferrari Star. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? A warrior's name comes in two parts, either or both, of which can reflect something about the cat's appearance, personality, or habits. For example, fur, claw, heart, or stripe, or something about the natural world like fire, bramble, or cloud. You can also have colors or something descriptive, such as tall, red, or swift. So Hawkclaw is a perfect example. Uh, these, <laughs> these are the basic rules by which we have followed throughout Warriors, although you might be interested to know that in the very first book, Tigerclaw was originally called Hammerclaw. The cats wouldn't know what a hammer was. Oh my god. <laughs> How far in to the like process did do you think they got before they were like, oh fuck. Hammer claw. <laughs> no, they finished the entire first draft and they were like, oh fuck. We need to control F hammer. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Hammer claw is a m- l- much less intimidating name. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm very glad they made that switch. Yeah. God. That's so funny. He just sounds oh, like a guy gosh. on YouTube who like makes stuff. <laughs> Some like weird like blacksmith YouTuber is. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy with a, a beard silhouette as his icon. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, question five. Are green cough and white cough actual sicknesses only with different names? If so, what are they? Uh, Basil Star. That's such a cute name, Basil Star. I know. (laughs) They certainly are real Basil Star, although we haven't based them on a specific illness like pneumonia. White cough is a chest infection, coughing up clear fluids, feeling tired but still able to eat or drink. And green cough is a severe chest infection, coughing up green fluid, yuck, and feeling too <laughs> ill to move, let alone eat or drink. This is why so many cats who catch white cough end up developing green cough if it goes untreated. Nice little bit of... Um, bit, of bit of lore. Medicine lore. Yeah. I think white cough slash maybe green cough come up, like, in one of the next books, like, pretty soon. Yeah. Next question, I think, is about the Seekers series, so... Yeah. A number of the next ones are. Although right after uh, it is... Uh, war- yeah, I think seven number is Number seven. Uh, do you want to read that, Liz? Um, yeah. Question seven. Okay, Star Clan gives clan leaders their names and nine lives. 
They lose their lives to sickness and wounds, but what about age? Let's say a leader gets really old. Do they die over <laughs> oh and over God. again? From Foxcloud. Um, there's a second question in the same number, so I'll read that too. What happens if a leader dies of natural causes on their first life? Do leaders lose all their lives if they die of natural causes on their first life? I really want to know. And that's from Moonstar99. These are such big bang questions I never even considered. <laughs> Foxclad has raised a horrifying possibility. I know. Which is that, like, you get old, you, like, get old enough to die, and then you just speed run time nine times. Oh, God. That's terrible. I feel like someone must have written, like, a horror story like, like that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I can read okay. it. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Ask Aaron Pages Foxcloud and Moonstar. In the natural world, animals rarely get to die of old age. They are more likely to die sooner than their domestic counterparts <laughs> due to the harsh life they lead oh without medication or a reliable source of food. Oh yeah, Aaron. Yeah. Uh-huh. You put them in the woods. Let's <laughs> get vaccine there. <laughs> Um, even very old warriors usually die because of something else, such as a disease or hunger or extreme cold. Leaders are even more likely to lose lives because they take part in most battles and would go without food or medical treatment for the sake of a clanmate in greater need. So it would be unusual for a leader to make it to a very great age with more than one life remaining. If they became very weak, say from being unable to eat or because their kidneys were failing, oh I think oh they could God. return once. But after that, more than one thing inside them would fail and they would lose successive lives very quickly. Holy this shit. is horrifying. This is so scary. <laughs> this is so scary. Erin? Oh Erin's? I love that they just admitted, like, yeah... Uh, like wildcats just like fucking drop like flies, <laughs> but it's okay because they're cats cool. eat it constantly. They, they they jump from the oh from death in battle to their kidneys failing. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like um there is a cat that dies of kidney failure. Oh my god! You know how you can you know mitigate that? I, I have a suggestion. Take them inside to the vet. Take them to the cutter. <laughs> uh, not dying of kidney failure is a small price to pay for not having balls. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the balls, but we'll take the other stuff too. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah. So read the next one. I can read it. Okay. Um, number eight. I heard this question during a book signing, and I'm curious. Will there be an albino cat sometime in the series? I think it would be really cool if there was. It would make the book really interesting. <laughs> Starshine. Hi, Starshine. We are definitely considering an albino cat, but we're waiting for the right story to come along so its unusual coloring can play a central role. Um, to my knowledge, this has not happened yet. So sorry well, to Starshine. Also, what do they mean by albino cat? Because there are like white cats in the series. I know that, like albino cat and white cat are different. I guess like, they just have like cool red eyes and uh, bad vision. I, I don't know. <laughs> I also think that cat can just like be. <laughs> just just let that cat be in the story. 
It doesn't it doesn't have to play a central role. I think Starshine may have an OC Starshine's like, here's my G no no, sorry. Here's my hotmail address. Um Do you need another Aaron? I know in, in several years you're gonna be kicking one out and I will I'll probably be uh at an employable age by then, so <laughs> Okay. Well, sorry to Starstein, um, from 11 years in the future, that didn't happen, as far as I know. So the next Warriors question is number 10, which is... I think this is also the last one. Uh, I think there's one more we gotta read. Um, Are you right? Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> see it, yeah. <laughs> number 10. How popular is Warriors uh, from Pigeonheart? I can read that one, um... That's kind of tricky to answer, Pigeonheart. As popular as the readers make it is the truth. New books always make the top ten on the children's bestseller charts in America when they are first released, which is a good sign that a series is doing very well. In the UK, only the first series has been published, so the books are less well-known. What? Although they have some dedicated fans. Warriors is much better known in America, and hundreds turn up whenever wherever I tour, yet in the UK... Where I'm from, the popularity is much, sorry, is more dot 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 subdued. And that said, my very first UK event in October 2009 was a big success, so watch this space. Why is only that's the wild. first series out in the UK? That, that's so crazy. Uh, that's I mean, so the, confusing. That's so, I mean, it's worldwide now, so. Yeah, it is, but okay then. Once again, the mysteries of publishing, I I do not understand them. You would think that I would have, like, a better grasp on how publishing works, given, like, that we know folks who work yeah, in publishing, no, but I, I do not. I it no is a idea. mystery to me. No. All I've <laughs> learned from that is that publishing's real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Okay. There's, there's one last question we must read. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Which is number 12. <laughs> Will you write about horses? Yes. They live in groups, herds, and they'd be different from warriors. Horses aren't exactly really like cats, but they could travel <laughs> their home every so often. Horses would be a very neat idea, and I'd rather like to see a series about it sometime. Sincerely, Willow Fern. Parentheses. Your number one fan. Smiling sunglasses emoji. Oh my god. Incredible. <laughs> Julian, would you like to read this beautiful answer? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I would I would love to. Are you a horse lover too, Willow Fern? We have considered writing about horses because they are such beautiful, intelligent animals, <laughs> but we were concerned that horses tend to run away when anything exciting slash scary happens. <laughs> We need our heroes to sprint towards danger, oh not God. vanish over the oh horizon God. in a cloud of dust. <laughs> also, cats have tiny paws, which are handy for harvesting and using herbs, whereas you can't do much with a big clumsy hoof. <laughs> However, never say never. Maybe when we've written about some other animals, we'll find a way to bring horses into their own series. Looks oh like someone didn't watch Spirit Stallion of the this is such a funny, like, reason for not writing a horse book. Oh, no. <laughs> a very popular genre. <laughs> they're fucking cowards and don't have thumbs. 
This is this was just like a big own on horses. No, oh horses could never be warriors. Can't pick up grass. Fucking cowards. <laughs> Wait, war horses were a thing. Yeah. More than cats, you could say. Oh god. Like horses fight each other all the time. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to get into like the sexual dynamics of like No. Oh gosh, no. Stallions. Oh no. Also, I will say like if horses break a leg, they just they're just goners. They're like Yeah. Bye bye. So I guess that's another downside. I read a lot of horse books when I could have been reading Warrior Cats books. That's so Yeah, you you sprain your ankle, they just shoot you. Yeah. Did anyone else here ever read Misty of Shinkatique? Yes. 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 I was in fact I was Misty of Shinkatique for Halloween oh uh, in third grade. Um it was great. Uh no everyone thought I was a cat. Because <laughs> it turns out if you dress up like a horse, you need to have like some sort of back situation. Or people are just like, Oh, you have pointy ears. Cat. That's incredible. I love those books. I was really upset that A, no one recognized that I was a horse, oh. and B, no one recognized that I was specifically Misty Washington. Oh I would have recognized you. Uh, in my thank school. you. Yeah. We could have banded together. My very fun story about that series is I did get to go to the pony run on uh, Astique oh, as a kid. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I think I was probably like 12 or 13. The perfect um, age for it. It was so mm-hmm. cool. Uh... And I would, I would go again as an adult, so. Yeah, sounds like a cool place yeah. to go. Um, well, my personal experience with that book is I loved it so much, I kept it in my lunchbox every single day I was at school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I was really worried that this story was going to have, like, a tragic ending. No. Oh, I mean, you were gonna like spill kind of. something awful on it, but <laughs> yeah, I spilled like some salad dressing on it. Oh no! I think that's oh, why. No. I think my mom gave me her copies of the book from when she mm. was a kid. Oh yeah. So I think if if Willow Fern needs a horse series, just go read Misty of Shinkatique. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that was the um end of the warriors' questions in that interview. Um, I think it's it's very nice that they did like interviews of like the like thirteen year olds on the forums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the writers, like from what I can tell, seem pretty like engaged and supportive of the fan base, which is which is nice to see. Yeah, the like first paragraph of that like Vicky Holmes interview was her talking about like one of the best things is seeing how many people write, like, how many kids write their own fiction Yeah, in the, like, world of the books, which is really sweet. Uh-huh. And the, um, the official website does, like, like, fan art, like, spotlights and, like, features a lot of fan art with, like, credit, of course, which is very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, from the, the first, uh, page that we looked at, that's, you know, on the current website, like, mm-hmm. um, there are, like right in the middle of, of that writing thingy is 
a banner with some DeviantArt fan art with little credits, <laughs> and another fan art of the I think Ancestor Cats with some credit also on DeviantArt. Yeah. So it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean that was that was it for this section. I am hoping we'll be back next week with a more in-depth like book wrap-up retrospective episode. So look forward to that probably. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be moving on to Fire and Ice. I think I accidentally called it Ice and Fire in the last episode, so apologies. Um, I know what books are. Outed as a fake fan? Yeah, sorry. You're going to have to cancel me now. (laughs) I'm also announcing my resignation from this podcast. Oh, no! No. (laughs) For my unforgivable crime. (laughs) But yes. That's that's the, the update. Um, very happy we finished Into the Wild. Had a great time, and I'm very much looking forward to the next book. Um, and once yeah. we figure out what, we'll probably announce what chapters we're reading them in the in the next episode. So, mm-hmm. yep, and that will be on our Twitter, which is at Staircast. Yes, and as always, if you have. Any questions or anecdotes, you can send them into stairway to starclan at gmail.com. Um, I think maybe every few episodes we'll kind of dive in there and take a look if we have anything and, and answer them. Um, and thank you so much again, everyone, for listening. Oh, um, one more thing, because we are now on Spotify? right yeah we we should be on spotify and we're also on apple podcasts and google podcasts so if you listen there go check it out also i guess leave a review if you want i don't know you know (laughs) we're just vibing yeah 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 um yeah i guess that's all the housekeeping (laughs) Thanks for listening. And also, this has been really fun to do with y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and for doing this (laughs) podcast with me. It's been very fun. And I hope everyone who's been listening has been having lots of fun, too, because that would be the best thing you get out of this is for everyone to have lots of fun. (laughs) Thank you for taking me on this journey with you. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited. Thank you for coming on this journey. It's so fun to <laughs> talk about this with someone who like hasn't read the yeah. books before. Yeah, I'm really glad we could get a uh initiate a here. <laughs> a noob as they would <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> Your fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, um I think that's gonna do it for us and we'll see you all again next week. And until then, may StarClan light your path. Bye. Bye.
we clap? Podcast wrapped. <laughs> we Time dot the is. First book. I know. Ah, it really has been so fun. Thank you guys for. <laughs> it's been really really nice. I've loved doing this. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I'm I'm I th- I knew I was gonna have fun with the book and of course you guys, but I got way more into the book than I thought I would. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm back in it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot how much I like this series. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> They're just funky little guys. <laughs> I'm really invested thing. in all of their emotions. Yeah, we haven't even hit. The like real like romance drama aspect of these books yet? Oh god, oh, it's gonna pop off. <laughs> <laughs> it gets wild. Has been showing me like, com- like these characters way ahead of me that I'll never remember by the time we get there. But like all these like these women cats just going ape shit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this. It's good. There's definitely some some ape shit woman. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, okay. We should also just clap before yes. it gets too far. Um, yes. Cat psychedelic <laughs> substances. You're going to get put on so many watch lists. Behavioral effects of LSD in the cat? What? Who is giving the cats LSD? <laughs> BL Jacobs, apparently. Fucking gave these cats LSD. Why would they do that? <laughs> we talked to a scientist who gave LSD to cats back in the seventies. <laughs> okay, back in the seventies, it was a little easier. No, to but do shit. I don't know if this was okay. Yeah, this article was published in the seventies. I just didn't notice. The in the news article reporting on this, the they have a picture of a cat, and the caption is, "Photo of a presumably sober cat." Be a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Reporter, so what do cats look like when they're on acid? Did they seem to have good trips? <laughs> Dr. Barry Jacobs. With a dog, I could have told you, right? Because he'd be wagging his tail and have a big smile on his face. The one thing I can tell you definitively is that none of them seemed fearful, meaning we studied cats for years in my laboratory, and what a typical fearful cat would do is crawl into the back of the cage. These are all done in cat cages, you know, big, large, where they can move around, but nice and clean. Uh, None of them crawled to the back of the chamber and stood there, looking at you in a fearful manner. That didn't happen. Some of them ran around like crazy people, bounding around. Can I say that they were happy? No, I can't tell you about happiness. (laughs) But they certainly seemed... Can I say they enjoyed it? They were really bounding around as opposed to having behaviors that looked fearful. (laughs) And a lot of them stared for long periods of time. Oh my god. <laughs> I gave these cats acid. Oh god. So why were they licking their paws so much? Maybe, and this is a guess, maybe it has something to do with increased sensitivity to their paws. That is, they felt something crawling on their paws. Which would be very consistent with hallucinatory, like, interpretation. Oh no, the poor cats! After the study was published, did you get any backlash from, say, animal rights groups? No. (laughs) This was a long time ago. 
Once we... <laughs> no. Well, um... We know that now. Incredible. Ah! Aww. Yeah, it's really sweet. No, I was looking at Raven Paul trivia on the wiki. And it oh, says, I thought you were with the, the uh, art. The art's also like. very cute. Um, but the wiki trivia says, Raven Paul is revealed to be one of Vicky's two favorite cats because he is, quote, shy, says dumb things under pressure, and is much happier living outside the clan rather than in the middle of a busy community governed by rules. 